You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode 497 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. I fucking almost forgot how to do the start. What a hiatus. It almost feels like the the start of a a new year. It certainly does. uh, (laughs) But, yes. We're back. We are back to to finish what we started. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I don't even know what the fuck what we're going to do this episode, like structure, structural wise. But while I think that um, it's yeah, effectively it's, it's the ri- fucking off season, just fucking wing it, mate. What? Yeah, it's like while while I think that it's while, while I think that it's you know it, it's it's you know ridiculous to to talk about the the specifics of the grand final and everything you know now like you know uh what just the two weeks after the fact i mean i think i think it is it is important that you know step you know we stepdad gets his little chance to have a chat about it and uh oh feel the feel the love or whatever yeah. whatever the fuck yeah. <laughs> i I'm, I'm still fucking beaming um really just and i can tell you're wearing a white t-shirt yeah, fucking oath. And I got to spin on. a couple of CDs on those things. I mean, but, I mean, it's like you, you say you're beaming, but I mean, is there any reason why, you, why you're actually rubbing your nipples now? <laughs> Here, my nipples are so hard they click when I rub them. <laughs> it's um, that's not coming through on my end. I saw what you were doing, but it wasn't coming through on the mic. Maybe it will for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll do this all episode. See if anyone complains. <laughs> oh, that'll just be like, oh, who's, who's typing on their keyboard again all episode? <laughs> or, or the latest one from the fucking Sound Muppet. Can you stop clicking your pen? Fucking shut up, can Why don't you clean your fucking car before you start criticising any other cunt? Oh, Not very Dairy bucks. Queen of you. Not very Dairy Queen of you, Glenny. No, so- you're right. No, note to listeners: so about if, you, cars, I mean, if, if you meet your Mario Kart cunt, if, if, you, if you meet Glenny at a meetup, don't offer to give him a lift anywhere for fear that he will use that against you on future episodes. Or fuck fucking hell. don't invite me to get into your car when it looks like a fucking rubbish dump. That's you know. that is true. Um, but like that that grand final was close to the most complete eighty minute performance I've seen from a team. Um, in recent memory, I, I'm struck. You, you know how like you you talk about TV shows and the, and there's all these these caveats and you know, like you know the the Sopranos is is the greatest series ever, but that had some low points. Is mm-hmm. uh, Glenny, have you got a window open with semi trailers going past you? 
or have a window that's open about an inch, but there's no semi-trailers going past. I Jesus don't, fucking cross. I don't... Windy in Toowoomba. I don't think it's my mic. Really? I'm not hearing Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything. On I, this I, I can hear what you're talking about, but it's not... Yeah. Look, weird. I just want I just want Sam to have a good time. That's all. But, um, <laughs> you know, then, then you go back guy. and... Um, you know, Nate, it's like you always say, like, True Detective Season 1 is the best, like, single season of TV. Yeah, all, not, that, all, not, all those since since then there are some other contenders have entered the mix. Yeah, that's it. But but that game as an as an example of eighty minutes of rugby league, that was that was as close to flawless as I think I've seen across the park. There have been better probably you know, individual performances in, in certain positions or um, you know, brilliant individual efforts, but just as a complete team effort over eighty minutes, that game was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I can't speak highly enough. Moses Leota just absolutely went out on a mission to to prove a point and turn the Parramatta forwards essentially into um, non-contenders. Like they just had absolutely no answer for what Fish and Moses were throwing at them. Um, the the fact that it just kept rolling as well when they took a spell. There was just no reprise. Um, the the halves made made good decisions when they needed to make decisions. Um, the the outside backs were were as busy as always. You know, saving saving energy for for the forwards to use in defence. <laughs> I mean, you thought about the most complete this and that when they fucking you know it was last, like, when they, when they had the opportunity to fucking actually be complete, but instead decided to to let them score some fucking soft tries at the end and and uh, devalue their entire fucking performance essentially. But today, as we record this episode, have, haven't you seen those fucking games where they let the special needs kid fucking score and every everyone pretends? Oh yeah, no, that no, I have, out, everyone yeah, pretends no, they're tripping no, over yeah, doing yeah, it. I have, yeah, I've seen those exactly. Jake, yeah, but not everyone does Jacob that. Jacob Arthur got a grand final try. The fuck? Yeah, exactly. 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 So that's that's what that's. I mean, so like the word complete, uh, other than complete fratardation, that's the only time you can complete. No. Why the fuck? Like that. That actually almost devalues. That almost makes it complete, a fucking loss. Complete with a benefit <laughs> to a fucking the biggest make a wish kid the NRL has ever seen. Jacob Arthur. So they did their charity work in a fucking game. Everyone else goes out about the shit people do off the field. They did theirs in a game. So, complete. Um, today's, also- as, as we record this, today's the ninth anniversary of Brad Arthur um, signing to, to coach the, the Parramatta Eels. And given that their streak currently stands now at 37 years, that means next year is a milestone for where he, where he surpasses the 25% responsibility Whoa. mark for their current fucking lack of success. Fuck. Um, and that, that's awesome. I mean, but he can coach. He's, he can definitely coach. He's awesome. Sorry, go um, ahead, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also like to point out um, that there was one player, uh, one, one IEO, who was firmly headed towards Boyd cornering himself out of an NRL career. And then when the world's number one rugby league podcast started touting him as the most underrated player in the game. His trajectory just skyrocketed. Yeah, I mean, but he still knocked himself out of fucking origin. Like, I mean, he's still got it in him. 
Like, oh, oh, it does. It's there. Look, we're good. We're not miracle workers. Uh, but, but, I, but I would also like we to point out... We can't repair brains. I would also like to point out that in the year that we birthed the phrase, you are hearing it more and more, about 1D Edwards becoming the greatest fullback the game has ever seen, he goes on to win a fucking Clive Churchill in the greatest performance by a fullback in any grand final in history. Undisputed. Yeah. So, yeah, our undisputed. prophecy Un- powers, our fucking Un- oracle powers... Yeah, why are you roping us into this? We yeah, didn't say not, this he's shit. He's not roping us into it. Like, we, we, yeah, we, we don't say shit and we don't, we don't endorse, endorse shit at all. Views currently being expressed by one host are not <laughs> not a true indication of the thoughts Darryl of the Boyd's others. Darius Boyd's got a Clive Churchill medal. Fucking, yeah. don't, you know... They're fucking. They're giving them out more and more. <laughs> it's named after a fucking South player, especially, it means especially, especially, especially the cunts that are the best player on their on their fucking side. Just ask fucking Jason Nightingale in 2010. He'll tell you all about it. Uh, Parramatta are indeed uh, our sons. So fuck that entire club. Fuck their dodgy fucking fraud recording meeting having board and. Every fucking hopeless Parramatta fan, especially those that you know went to extraordinary efforts and spent lots of money to go to a grand final, understanding full well who your team are and what the outcome was going to be, that's mm-hmm. maybe the bravest thing in the history of modern sports. Well done. I salute you. Um, but suck my dick from the back. And again, congratulations on that, on that milestone coming up for Brad Arthur as well because um, he, as your head coach, he could have told you what went wrong in the semi-final and not stop trying to be big dicks and actually play to your strengths. The things that actually made you match up well against the Panthers. But instead, you decided you wanted to have a bigger dick and uh, play through their strengths and look where that fucking got you <laughs> out of a grand final in 20 minutes flat. Yeah, so... Um... Even the, I mean, put this way, the Storm got the fucking biggest ass-raping in the history of grand finals and they were in it at halftime. Like, Parramatta, you, you were fucking gone in 20 minutes. And yeah, sure, I mean, yeah, you might have won the next 20 minutes including you try to special retarder, man. But it, it was really interesting that every aspect that made them successful through any other part of the season went away. It was almost a carbon copy. You remember the, the grand final in 2020? How Penrith had played this like amazing, expansive yes. style of football all season and were, were chancing their arm and were just running other teams off the park and no one could keep up with them. All of a sudden, they've gone into super fucking conservative mode in the grand final and, and it cost them, you know? Uh, or the first half of that grand final, I should say. But yeah, Parramatta, the offloads were gone. And yeah, Penrith's defence was, was really taking away the option. Um, but they just had no answers. I think, yeah, I and, think and, Parramatta and, were head-fucked in 15 minutes. And, and yeah, that's and to, but to, but to depart, to, But to depart what happened, you know, what, what got you there in the first place, despite the fact that, like, you know, two weeks earlier or three weeks earlier, you actually had an, a literal example of like recent, yeah. <laughs> a recent a recent game from which to base all your video and everything else because yeah. Penrith never done anything different any game in the last year. No. Not a thing different. I no. mean, it's not, I mean, and Parramatta proved that they fucking, they, they had the tools to fucking, you know, against all odds counter that. But no, we'll just fucking, you know, we'll just keep going back to the well, you know, 
Brad Arthur knows. I mean, fuck. Although the tool, the tools they had to counter that was Nathan Cleary getting sent off for seventy percent of the game. <laughs> yeah, they were, on, they, were, they, were, they were on top of that point. There was another game as well that they won where Nathan Cleary uh, wasn't sent off. So, no, like, the, yeah, the, let's not. <laughs> they did. They they won. They won the uh, the game earlier on, and he played super poorly in that one. But yeah, Oi. yeah, he, he he played as well as he was allowed to play. Just like Parramatta was played as well as they were allowed to play, um, including Jacob Arthur with that absolute fucking specky to end the game. Um, but to, to the daddy, point now, got, kiss, all... got, got the big piece of chicken and fucking Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's kept his dad employed for the next four years. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's kept his dad employed to, to you know for this momentous milestone that we were speaking yeah. of. Uh, tell you next what. year, I can't wait. So oh, you mark the date down. Oh, look, I tell you, October. I tell you. It was a fucking awkward moment in the Flanagan household where fucking Shano was looking at his boy going, why fucking you couldn't do that, huh? <laughs> well, he's like, well, Dad, you were fucking suspended for feeding steroids to your players and, and I was playing for East. What, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, then just very quickly on the news after it, um, the, the fucking blow up about the the disrespect to Parramatta and the fucking, or, you know, Sean Lane coming out and going, oh, you would you would have never have seen us, us behaving that way. Well, You're right, you know, Sean. Hey, You're right. No, we will never, we, we will never see you doing that. We, 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 will, we will never see Parramatta do that at all. There's no. literally, there's literally two I, generations I, I, of your fan base that don't know what that fucking I, looks I'll like. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Mr. Lane. Um, <laughs> now, here's, here's the same cunt that was two years ago was fucking sending selfies of him with a fucking white powder in a little plastic baggie fucking that, that ended up on all the front pages. You know? Oh, and, and us as a team, we don't believe in that un, unsportsmanlike sort of fucking behaviour. How about Gutho waving bye-bye to the fucking Raiders when they make a mistake? How about the Gutherino? Oh, and Mitchell Moses and everything. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, Fuck out of here. But then also the fact... Parramatta were afforded... The, the, all of the respect that they were due, zero. <laughs> no, you're, they were afforded all of the respect they were due, which was the respect leading up to the kickoff of the grand final for making the grand final. There was all the fucking due respect that any other team that's ever made a grand final was given. You know? But then they got fucking analed. Like, they were analed that hard. Vladimir Putin's watching it going, fuck, this has gone south very quickly. I feel sorry for them. But the the other one was that, you know, Fish talking at the, the celebration breakfast afterwards where he's gone on and said, oh, you know, Parramatta are our sons. Um, and everyone, and the, the crowds, um, fuck, what were they chanting? Like, Parramatta. Like, we hate Penrith or, or we, we hate Penrith or something like that. Yeah. We hate Parramatta, sorry, yeah. We hate yeah, Parramatta, yeah. Um, here's the thing. I, I had um, a listener of the show, and I hope they don't mind me sharing this story. They ended up going to um, the Tigers' um, uh, grand final. Uh, was it breakfast, lunch? I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah, grand final lunch on the Friday. Yep. And um, and there was a certain speaker that was that is prominent now in the West Tigers, uh, who was asked by you know during the Q and A, you know, oh who who do you hope wins uh, on Sunday? And the answer was. Uh, and I, this person sent me a text, right? And he goes, "The answer was, oh, I played, I played, you know, my career, a lot of my career at Penrith, um, so I really hope they get there." 
and then finished with, and I fucking hate Parramatta. <laughs> and they said, and this is in the text, like you could feel that like he meant that. Like that was a, mm. that was a reason. That was a, I hope Penrith win because I fucking hate Parramatta. That shit's real, right? Yeah. Like generationally, Penrith has been looked down on by Parramatta for being further west than they are. Yep. Yeah. Um, Melbourne made fun of Penrith, uh, you know, made fun of the Penrith boys from being from the area when that when they won the grand final, you know. So that that whole fucking area has been made fun of for generations. A lot of those players grew up with fucking less than nothing. You know, if you if you go to the this fucking Struggle Street area that SBS did their show on, fucking three houses up could very well have been a couple of the fucking St. Mary's boys. Like, that area has its fucking struggles. So, for them to celebrate a bit about beating Big Brother, there's fucking nothing wrong with that. And the fact that for Fish to come out and say, no disrespect, but we are the greatest Panthers team ever, well, fucking oath, they just went back to back. Yeah. No one else has done that. Sure, so, Surely no one. Like, oh, it was just, massive. That that's was just fucking facts. Massive. Oh, like, the that's no... To, 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 so who's bitching? So who's talking about that? Like MG and... Oh, the, like, they've no, got Brandy no, in there, hasn't they? No, 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 no. They're the ones. So they went straight to Brandy and MG for comment. Because they're the, the Panthers that are, you know, still yeah. in the media spotlight. Yeah, yeah. And Brandy's gone, well, I didn't go back to back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and MG said, they, they've done it. Like, no one else did. Like, we, we won the first premiership. Yeah. You know, and that... And that 2003 side beat a star-studded Roosters team. Look at, look at what this team's done for the last three years. Yeah. yeah. Anyone that says they're not the greatest so, so, Panthers so who, team so in com- history is a... So, yeah, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard about I haven't heard anything about that, though. Like, so oh, who's, that, who's, the, who's complaining then? It, oh, it was your usual clickbait fucking... Ken oh, look, at Rothfield the end of the day, like, if, if, if the fucking media over the last, like, month... I mean, yeah. like, they, look, look, it's a low bar, but holy fuck, they are limbo masters. Is the, the <laughs> oh, effortless way they yeah. fucking have gotten under it in the last month. It's fucking, it's absolute fucking clown city over there. The uh, fucking TV shows, yeah, the, the 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 things they say on the TV shows that generate the articles that they put Just on the, the website. Like the whole inbred nature, oh, of the thing. It, um, Absolutely fucked. So it's absolutely fucking cousin fucked incorporated over there. I mean, the yeah. way they're fucking intermingling. It certainly is. Um, but finishing off what, what was a fucking great year of football, like look, still look fucking going. Mister fucking gets on the fucking Facebook group the other day and like, what are you going to do this weekend? It's no football, motherfucker. The World Cup started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognise. I saw. I saw that Will doesn't Arthur show up to one meet up, and he's just and was, disconnected just from like, rugby league altogether. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I don't. I don't recognise that Australian team as mine. Oh, oh. It's, got, it's got a. It's got a, a bunch of little foals in it. Nah, it would have had more, but none one. of them wanted to play. Yeah, well, I mean, they wanted to play, but they wanted to play for some hour. If I can see how well that went from Jesus Christ. Yeah, fucking hell, wasn't that bad? Glenn, have you um, watched any of these? Have you watched any of these World Cup World Cup games uh, so far? Call the highlights. Um, Between the sorry. fucking NFL and this World Cup, I'm going to be fucking dead in three <laughs> weeks because it's like I'm, you know, I'm not watching the 11:30 games unless Australia features in it. But this 4:30 yep. shit is just like it's lucky that the sun's coming up early; it makes it a little bit easier. But fucking hell, yeah. I was I surprised by that. I was su- surprised by the um, England Samoa result. That I, I expected Samoa to be 
far stronger. Maybe it'll, you know it'll turn out that it'll be a blip on the the radar of their campaign. But they're an absolute they're an absolute clown state for for rugby league Samoa. Fucking write them off. And uh, like Vossi, Vossi was Vossi was saying, send them home. Oh like, Jesus! They, they, and, and like they've had they've the the problems are like the the systemic problems in uh-huh. the Samoan rugby league. Um, you know, with the players writing the letter a couple of years ago to try and get Matt Parrish removed as the coach because he was you know, and then they sort of retracted and said, oh, you know, the players that signed they didn't know what it was that they're actually putting their signatures on. They didn't know the contents, and we're all good. I mean, the fact that they go over there with like what six seven Panthers players in there, including one of the halves. I mean, fuck me. They should, when they take the rugby league field, they should look like they fucking know each other given that there's like half the team is Panthers, right? And I mean, like, sure, sure you haven't got, you haven't got Yo and Cleary, but you've got, you've got fucking Luai there. Yeah. I mean, surely you can get something going. But man, and like that game, I mean, it was, the result was worse than, than it probably was given, you know, the fact that there was a, the sim binning and they probably put on about, you know, four tries you know, yeah. Yeah, then or thereafter. But I mean, it was definitely a draw. Like it was definitely a solid, like, you know, take the anyway. It's still a solid, like, you know, 40 point loss. And, pon- of which there's no fucking... Pondering this the other day, like after that one, do you remember, like cast your mind back to to State of Origin and, and international tours of yesteryear? Mm. They were never high quality games of football. Because just for that fact, like again, you would think there are amazing players in them, and and they should have been able to do something, but they were just disjointed. Like there was no no obvious continuity between the players, and everyone was just a little bit out of sorts. Is that something that the tier one nations have learned to deal with over time? That they, the they, emerging nations haven't. Maybe because I mean, England looked pretty fucking slick. New Zealand, um, the, you know, this morning looked looked fucking pretty good. Australia looked amazing. Like they look, I mean, Australia haven't played like a test match since like 2019 or something, and like and they but looked they, fucking. They complete. also get the benefit of like big state of origin. We have like, and there are you know origin combinations and all that sort of thing going in there as well. But I mean, but still, having said that, I mean, this is the, you know there's, they're mixing you know Queensland and New South Wales sides together. Haven't played to, you know, and, and there's not a lot of club combinations in there. Yeah. And um and you know look they looked you know they looked, they looked amazing like they looked you know com- you know the complete set um and then when you talk about non tier one nations I mean Ireland of all fucking teams I mean they were playing Jamaica who you know well who's that I read about them the other day don't have scra- a don't have a rugby league field and yeah and and you know. there's and they they scored their right on half time they scored their first points in World Cup history yeah, and that was, yeah. that was and that was a penalty goal from about halfway um but island oh they had luke keary looked like a fucking god just yeah. like doing everything but the rest of them still did you know the rest of them like they did their jobs and like, you know you can talk about the level of the opposition and i'm interested to see how they go ahead italy italy looked really good as well against yeah. scotland um lebanon didn't look too bad either I mean, they they went down to New Zealand, who would have to be you know favourites or second favourites for the tournament. Mm. Probably they went down thirty four to twelve, um, but there was a situation there where they had a binning as well with your mates, your mates. I was going to say your mate Glenny, but it was your mates, 
fucking Dewey and Far- Dewey and Farrah got sent Con- off. Farrah as a fucking trainer got <laughs> sent off. Con- considering considering the influence that the Tigers have in that team, that's yeah, high yeah. fucking praise. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, you, you think like when you're looking at these these um, these nations that that aren't like you know the big four or whatever. I mean, in Lebanon, you go they're they're fairly low on the totem pole. However. You know they've got Moses and Dewey in the halves, and I mean that's a like that's an NRL. I was, was going to say NRL quality, but I mean you know like the NRL representing halves combination. NRL registered. <laughs> yeah, the contracts are registered with the NRL, and they and they're, and they're included in the top thirty Look, squads of the other side. Those guys have played rugby league before. <laughs> yeah, but um, Fuck yeah, not you. yeah, but but like Lebanon didn't they didn't look too bad against New Zealand, um, who who had the benefit of a uh, of of a period there where where Dewey was was our simbin for, um, asking the referee to give him uh, to give him some fucking calls, I believe was the the phrase, Jesus. and uh, and Farah and Farah must have said something too because he was also sent off as a trainer, That's um, bizarre <laughs> in, the, in that game, so oh. um. But uh, so yeah, but the game the games continue. We got France versus Greece first thing tomorrow, um, and then we have got our uh, Tonga versus PNG for, for uh, first thing the next day, and the day after that Wales versus Cook Islands. So uh, it's all happening, and then we move to you know the weekend then for so it'll be first thing Saturday morning for Australia's next game. Um, so yeah, it's good so far. I just it. I, I just love the the vibe of it though the the small in goal areas mm. the shit British commentators the <laughs> the shit British just, people in the stands and and just a ton of players where you're like you know you know you have to play a game of like you know is he playing the Super League or park football yeah you know, yeah you know you're trying to figure it out but um but yeah no it's enjoyable so far Australia's looking good all the big guns are firing so hopefully it means that you know by the time we uh, distill it down to the you know the final four. We get like a solid fucking a solid semi-finals and final series yeah, out of it all. Um, what else? I've uh, gone to the World Cup there for earlier than I anticipated, but um, I tell you, did you see? Did you see the highlights of the New Zealand game? Yes. Did you see the try that fucking Joe Mahoney yeah, scored? Outrageous! <laughs> I mean, that motherfucker is absolute like at the top of his peak of his fucking abilities right now. Yeah, yeah. and um. And yeah, and love, and like obviously a weapon. Um, on on him, like the, with the biggest criticism of him being that he's not involved enough. Now, I, I don't think necessarily it's because he's lazy. I mean, do, he's 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 you, involved as much well, he's, as, he's for a example, center, you know. Yeah, he's like, he's involved probably as much as as Tommy is in Origin as a center. Like, I mean, he's got a fairly loose. I mean, maybe maybe not that much, but I mean, he's involved as much, if not more, than any other center. Oh, uh, yeah, in the game but, of football. But com- comparing him to like you know, like the the Justin Hodges of the world, who if, if the ball wasn't getting to him, he'd chuck the chuck the shits and go looking for it. Or he'd when, be out for fucking half the year. When you've suspended. got someone. <laughs> Unlike Joey Manu, as, absolutely as fucking clean skin paragon Manu. of the game. <laughs> Do you move him into into a position? Is he just biding his time till Teddy moves on, or like do you move him into a position where he touches the ball more? Honestly, the Roosters have the players that they don't need him to touch the ball like Teddy like like Teddy does, right? Plus, he's getting paid a fortune. Like he's getting paid like a you know fullback or or half money at a club with an unlimited salary cap that is that is a contender for premierships year in year out yeah um 
I think he's on pretty fucking good. Yeah, because I think he's doing like, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I don't think he's got anything to worry about. So the only thing he's got to worry about is when, broke, is when the trail's got the shits. That's it. Yeah, that's, okay, the only, that's the only thing that worries him. Um, yeah, and then, then obviously, you know, then he's got to, you know, what goes through his mind then is, you know, the trail's elbow. Um, <laughs> so otherwise, yeah, dude's living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> and scoring tries like that fucking try you know what? this morning you had, you had the op- you had the opportunity to, to call that the, the Latrell bow and have the title <laughs> of the episode right there. Oh, well, look, look, you did it anyway, so let me write it down. Love that it. still counts. <laughs> People will be like, what, Latrell ain't done shit. Again, this time, lately, we can live what in the past. What have you done for me lately, years. Latrell? <laughs> yeah, we, we can. Latrell was good, though, for Australia as well. I will say. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, that fucking look he gets in his eyes where you can just tell, like he's just like, I'm going to do something now. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine that. Imagine having that level of confidence in your ability and just to switch it on, switch it off. Yep, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be great today, tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm the home, best player in the world. Yeah, yeah right now, tomorrow. I'm and he really does, and he really does have off. that. <laughs> he really does have that switch too, because I don't know if you guys yeah. watched the. Did you, did you guys watch the knockout? Oh, so no. like on the day, the well, it would have, been, would have yeah. been the day after we got back from the, th- yeah, the meetup yeah, yeah. where they had the, like the, the semis and the finals and stuff. And so I just sort of just camped in front of the telly watching, uh, watching those. And in, in, and in the knockout final, he was fucking terrible. Like he was shooting out of the line and you know, when he makes a tackle, picking the guy up, dumping him on the ground. It's like, he was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. he was, he was the shit, like he was the bad Latrell that's just like angry and yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oops. like I think he was enjoying, I mean, he was enjoying himself up to the point where they weren't winning. You know, and um, yeah, and then, and then, then it's then, well, then on, come how, out. how much have you contributed to that? Yeah, because like, let's, let's, yeah, because let's he really, he, he, he really, yeah, he really was kind of. I mean, because you know, with the with the the Walgett, um Aboriginal connection, I think was the name of the side that he plays with in the in the knockout, and it's a team very heavily dominated by like the Rose family. And so you've got like you know three roses in there. George was only on for probably one set because I mean, yeah. He's he's let himself go to say the least. Got carrying a bit of COVID weight, but um, <laughs> but like his brother, but like his brothers, <laughs> fucking co- his George Rose. Ca- what was the weight he was carrying before COVID? <laughs> uh, all the pizza in Wuhan. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> oh fuck! And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you know, like his brother and stuff are playing as well, and it just seems like everything goes through those guys. And Latrell's stuck out and like you know playing. I, think he, I can't remember if he was fullback or his left center, but whatever it was, he was way less involved than he needed to be. You know, in games like that where individual brilliance, you know, can really run a mark. Especially because they play a lot of games in a short time, and the fitness is not, you know, it's not there. Yeah, because a lot of these guys are like part time, you know, part time footballers and that, and then you got your sprinkling of NRL stars in between the sides, um, and yeah, didn't do enough. They lost mm. the final. Yeah, Un- unlucky, angry Latrell. But look, he's loving playing for Australia though. He's enjoying himself beating up on um on Fiji. Who Fiji? Like, let's let's be real. Fiji, they weren't as bad as like you know. You look at them; they took a, a reasonably heavy loss. But I mean, they were sort of up for the game, like for the duration. You know, they weren't, they didn't like capitulate or anything. Australia were just fucking incredible. And especially like some, once Harry Grant came on as well, like shit just snapped together amazingly. And I mean, Harry, Harry Grant's probably as good a season as Ben Hunt had. I think Harry Grant might have killed him off as, it does fucking playing a part as a nine. Like I I was reading all this shit about Mal justifying his fucked up weird selections. 
and the cunt just keeps chopping and changing. Like he was talking about, oh, you know, people are like, well, hang on, why, why did you pick, you know, Daly over over Nathan? And he's like, oh, oh, well, Origin Origin's the pinnacle of our sport, and and it's the toughest contest, and Daly had a great Origin campaign, so you know, I've decided to go with him. And then it gets down to, oh, oh Kurt Capel's lost his spot, and he goes, look. Regular season's really important, and um, and I don't think Kurt <laughs> Kurt had had a great regular season. Um, you know, obviously Look, with, if you, with with where the Broncos finished, and cast your mind back, you know, however many years ago it was when Mal decided that he was gonna gonna become a politician. Yeah, he's not a very good politician, and it lasted like three and a half minutes of one interview before he before he fucking cracked the shits and and pulled the pin on it all. I think Mal is just basically. Not an intellectual, <laughs> if we're being honest, and and when he comes and and when he gets forced into a corner to justify his selections, I think he selects who he wants to. The side played amazingly well, so you know there's yeah, there's not much you can complain about. But but having said that, when he gets asked about these individual selections, I think he's just freestyling off the dome. Yeah, and uh, Mal and, and is not an intellectual. <laughs> Subscribe to Nate's YouTube channel for more revelatory <laughs> comments. Smash that, oh. smash that like button. Oh, oh, click button. What, oh, this, oh, this, this will make fucking Nate sports. <laughs> there will be an article written about that. Everyone, oh yeah, stop concentrating exactly. on Kanye West thinking white lives matter. Get on this instead. Nate gets fired up. <laughs> <laughs> over Malmaniggas over Malmaniggas political career look out click here to find out more what's, what's your opinion on George Floyd mate well don't I, please stop I mean, please stop I can, you've got that look in your eye Nathan stop it was, was Virgil murdered by Louis Vuitton mate I heard Virgil had I heard, I, I, I heard Virgil had had fentanyl in his system and Louis wasn't kneeling on him at all in the wash up of things <laughs> Is Mel Meninga releasing unauthorized colorways of your sneakers, Nate? <laughs> um, uh, and also, I sell. I, I represent seventy-five percent of his of of of, uh, of Mel Meninga's business. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, so good. You, Kanye. Um, if you know about Kanye and, and Adidas and Yeezys and what, what that cooked cunt's been going on his Instagram, oh, you, we'll, we'll do a episode on that shit. Oh. Um, but again, like yeah, I, I've got this soft spot for Arpy, and I think Arpy's the form hooker of the competition over the last ten rounds and the entire fucking finals campaign. Yeah. However, I can understand that if you have a Queensland Origin halves combination, there is you know Nate to your point before something about some sort of rep combination being valuable in a World Cup. Cool, but Harry Grant's not even starting. Yeah, I mean, Appy's playing for Fiji, though, too, so he's not a contender in that respect. The decisions we're talking about here are like that, Damien Cooks v your Ben Hunts or Harry Grants and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, but, but um, again, for Damien Cook to not even get a sniff. Yeah, but also remember, like, Harry Grant was pretty fucking elite in origin as well. Amazing. So, I mean, so if, so oh, if they're... But when they're when they're roll the when they're rolling it out and going okay Teddy they go okay Teddy's Teddy he's got to be number one undisputed then they've, then they've just gone the rest of that has gone Queen you know Queensland one Queensland spine you know but 
with Teddy because yeah. I mean he's the, the the Australian captain at the moment, so you know he's got to get his way. He's got to get his way in, but also as well, you know, you you got your your pool matches as well. So Mal's going to chop and change, and like the thing is, like the chopping and changing part that you know his rationalizations for why he picks players or what or whatever they are, but the chopping and changing. I mean, at this stage, it's. It's not real. Like, you know, Australia's going to play Scotland next and and we, we're going to fucking pump them because they got pumped by Italy. Yeah. And then after that, in our, in our final pool game, we're going to play Italy, you know, who aren't going to really, you know, put up too much of a challenge, you'd think, either. So so what do you base the, the team that you put into the semis or the, or the first round of the playoffs? Like, you've had three games where you pumped. Yeah, yeah opposition as well beneath you and there's you know the combinations are the combinations and you're not going to develop new combinations in one game a week over across another two weeks so it's uh it's quite but also at the same time I'm, I'm certain that he's going to try and cycle through the squad as well and like this next game is going to see a bunch of players that didn't play the first game get a yeah. run but um yeah, yeah. it you, you would need hope. more international football yeah. So the sides obviously become apparent and that's it. You know, pick themselves somewhat. Yeah. No. There you go. Very um, good. All right. Hey, Glenn, did you hear about um about Brooksy potentially heading up to the uh the Knights a year late? Yeah, it's back on. Being unleashed and, you, to Newcastle. Did you hear how much the Tigers apparently are gonna have to kick in? No, no tell me. <laughs> tell me. Nine hundred. How much extra do they have to fucking oh, pay on this... top of that then? That's but that's got to be nearly all of it, yeah, right? Yeah, look, I think they might have to pay like uh, 200 two fifty or something like that. Look, even in his most unleashed form, Luke Brooks is worth two hundred G's. Let's be honest; it's a fucking great deal for Newcastle. <laughs> they'll they'll get to, they'll get two hundred out of him. Yeah, fuck yeah. They they might even get six hundred out of yeah. him. I mean, it could be the greatest fucking steal in history. For the Tigers, yeah, value though, wise, to, for the for the yeah. Tigers to be eating that much dead. But do cow. you remember though, like in twenty? Or say, okay, we made finals 2010, So, like 2014, 15, we were still paying like <laughs> Gareth Ellis, who hadn't played for the Tigers for two years, uh, Chris Hyington, who was playing first grade for the Sharks, and. <laughs> Like, we were still paying they, all these guns that hadn't played for like two or three seasons for us. So, yeah. Brooksy will be. They'll, they'll, they'll talk like, about, we, they'll talk about to, Desi for back in the deals. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> you got some comps out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think they need to, they all need to make up their minds. At the end of the day, he's either. He's either going to be part of the next, at least the next four years with Sheedsy and Benji, or he, he's probably better off going to Newcastle. If they don't see the next four years being, you know, the best four years of his career, which we've been hearing since his debut. Um, I, I think he needs more than a change. Honestly. I, I really So he needs a change and... And some fucking proper coaching and instruction. Well, and that's that's the point. I think if he if he goes to Newcastle, I think he's he's had a bad rap. He's he's had some ordinary games, but he's played behind some pretty well beaten forward packs over the years, um, and and he's also been the scapegoat. And while certain elements of the club have come out publicly and supported him, 
Um, he's also he's been unfairly singled out for for the Tigers being rubbish for, and and that's because of the size of his contract and the fact that he plays halfback. But if he goes to Newcastle and he has access to Andrew Johns, for instance, um, who's who can you know obviously can get him in there. He can be part of that Newcastle culture, and you know I think that's the best case scenario for for Luke Brooks. Yep. And, yep. and that's my thing. The the Tigers need to decide. Well, hang on. If we keep him, then then we need to decide exactly what we want out of him, and we need to decide how we get him that. Mm. Because the thing with Luke Brooks is he still makes poor decisions. He's not. A, it's not like he's a great seven, and he's playing with a bunch of bums. Mm. You know, it's it's not like it's not like he's put up just as many attacking bombs as as Nathan Cleary, except the Tigers can't catch them. Yeah, you're right. There, there needs to be some dedicated skill improvement or mm. or repertoire widening, I guess. Yeah, from his point of view. I agree. Whether he whether he gets out there in another club, it needs to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think his best position at this stage of his career, I think he's he'd make a better running six. But then, as far as the Tigers go, you've got Dewey. Who's who's probably our best option at, at six, and then I still think Hastings is is our best option at seven. So I think he, I think it works best for everyone if he moves on. Yeah, and look, the thing is as well is that they um they they released Zane Musgrove. The, the West Tigers released Zane Musgrove today. Yeah, as well, which means that like they're clearing the decks, and there's you know potential something like. You know, Sheen, Sheeny's you know shopping in England at the moment. You know, potentially for a, you know a, a forward, or maybe you know Clemmer might be part of the deal mm. to <laughs> to send him up. Frizzle and um, yeah, well, Frizzle is yeah, yeah. Frizzle would be better for the Knights if they got if they sent him than than Clemmer because Clemmer actually played a good season last year. Yeah. And the thing that Brooksy, like you said, the thing that he needs. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he can get behind you know Clemmer and the you know the Saifides and they have a good season, yeah. Then he's going to be in a far better place. Frizzle's been on the; he's been the name that's been most widely speculated would come the Tigers' way if they if there was a, a player swap of, to some degree. So um, I don't hate that, but I would rather see. Fri- Where did that come from, though? Is that just Tigers fans thinking that they could get? No, him? look, and again, you, you how how much weight you put in the source, but it's 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 through the media, and it's you know be it Fox or, or whatever else. So um, how much truth there is, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a clue. But he's, of, you know, of all the names that they could speculate, he's been reasonably consistent um, as far as coming the Tigers' way. But I, I don't know. I don't know what their, what their plans are. And, it's, you know, I guess we'll see come November 1, there'll be a fair bit of movement, um, I think, for players coming off contract and, um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they pull the trigger on on Brooks to Newcastle. Yeah, okay. That noise is really bad. Oh well, this is what it is. You just gonna mm. put, you just go to soldier on there, little digger. <laughs> I am soldiering on. <laughs> you just gonna have to get through it, lad. 
just more concerned when um, when you listen back or whatever, and it happens to be playing throughout the entire fucking audio. But yeah, it's not playing. It's not playing on my side because I can see the the waveform things yeah. from the the actual recording. And like when I, when I'm not doing anything, it's just it's just silent. So yeah, can't help you. Um, if, especially if it's as bad as you're saying as well. Like you know, it, it would be very visible. You'd think, you know, there's nothing yeah. there when I'm not doing it and nothing's happening. So Fair. let's just put it down as a uh, a quirk of the old uh, micro shit gotcha. product. And uh, and we need to get some, you know, and if we knew anyone that worked at Microsoft, we could get them onto it and maybe fix your fucking dated aging shit before we take our free money and oh. take it over to like Zoom Inc. I don't know. We, we sort of know. Or Chat yeah. Roulette. We we know the the after hours habits of people that work for Microsoft, so we probably should do less business with a company like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now um, I was just working my way through the uh, the Facebook group, just seeing uh, you know, comments and things like that that you know that people want to talk about, and uh, I see one here from uh, we saw the story about the Dragons presentation night, and only three players turned up there, the awards night, and the women turned up there, but three of the men players turned up. Did we talk and, about this, or was that you and I on the member side, Glenny? Uh, that, uh, that might have been you and I. Okay, we that's had, fine. We, we had a tweet from Matt Cooper today oh. saying, I can't believe three players went to the Red V Awards night. Actually, I can. The club has no loyalty and honour anymore. That all stopped when Wayne Bennett left. That's a hot fucking That is wow. a fucking hot take. <laughs> now, we just got Reese in the Facebook group. He's put a comment on there and said, I can't wait to hear Glenn's views on this. Who said that? Uh, Reese. In the Facebook group. Reese Wesser. <laughs> well, yeah. His cousin with a different last name, the same first name. Now, um, <laughs> so I, I, I guess he just wants to hear you call Dragons fans cunts or something. Um, I guess. Please. I don't know why my opinion on... I don't... I, don't, I feel like that's a, a reasonably biased assessment from a, from a former player. Uh, during the club's heyday, who obviously played under Bennett, but is are the Dragons better? You know, are they better off? Yeah, had but Bennett you, stayed or, the... or what? Yeah. How did you hear the thing about the... at the club though? What's that? Yeah, he was on. He was on a pinch hit there the for two years. Well, three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah, that's year, what year before the grand me. final, the grand final win, and he announced he was leaving sort of around May the mm, year yeah. after, right? Yeah. It's not like Wayne Bennett was this stalwart that that built the club and gave it its culture. And, yeah, you know, in, he went there to get him over a hump and like to, he was he was in there to pinch coach to to get him to a, the title. He's a granny fucking mercenary. <laughs> like, really, call it what it is. Yeah, is and and um, and to be fair, he's been gone a long while. Yeah, a decade. <laughs> you know, like. Like literally a decade. There's been no honour in that club for ten what, years. I agree with what it. What Glennie and but... I discussed on on the member side was that 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 has absolutely nothing to do with disloyalty or you know um, unrest in the club or anything like that, and absolutely everything to do with fucking terrible planning and understanding of its the players. By doing the it a month, doing it a month into their off season. Well, well, yeah, take take it back a step. Let's say at the beginning of the year, you know, everyone's looked at the calendar and they've gone, let's be really fucking positive. Here's when the grand final's going to be. COVID permitting, of course. 
So here's the fucking grand final. You know, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, parents, whoever the fuck. This is the date that I will stop playing if we make and win the grand final, which I hope we do this year. Please book our end of season family holiday after this time. So the the wives, girlfriends, partners, family, whoever the fuck it was, have gone, cool, let's take this disposable income from my young, very well-paid husband and plan an over... partner, whatever the fuck, and plan an overseas holiday. And that shit's planned, you know, at the beginning of the year or six months in advance. It's fucking done. Then for the dragons to come out and say, oh, oh, boy, we've got an awards night here when everyone's usually on holiday. Every other fucking year, everyone's on holidays. That is close to the stupidest move I've seen a front office do in ages. Can you imagine the Tigers players looking at the calendar and ringing their family members going, guys, just don't book any holidays until after the grand final. Because, <laughs> you know, if we make the finals, you know, and go all the way through and win the grand final, I'll yeah. still be playing. You won't be able to go on holiday. Just the absolute <laughs> laughter on the other end what, of the son. phone. I'll tell you what, <laughs> if you make the grand final, I'll spring for a fucking satellite in my hotel for 80 minutes. I will charter a flight back from the holiday I bought for you to participate in the final series and the grand final. I will jump on Jeff Bezos's fucking spaceship <laughs> and duck in and see you. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, why are you going to take it too far? I was taking the piss out of my own club and you had to go there to Jeff Bezos's spaceship. Fuck me. Quality maybe up, if ma- maybe if Harry fucking put that as an incentive, look, you know, you guys get to the grand final, you win the win me a grand final, and I'll fucking send you up on a holiday into space with fucking Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos, <laughs> and we'll <laughs> we'll take Pasco and we'll throw him out while we're up there. Fucking everyone's on board. Yeah. Everyone's on board. <laughs> Give me a seat. We'll leave him on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let him do a bungee. And we're going to have a raffle to see who gets to tie the. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him that I left my show bag outside. Could he go and get it for me? (laughs) (laughs) And and and, and, you know, obviously with the with the inertia and everything, you just fucking kick him in the direction of the sun, (laughs) and and just know that he's going to. It won't happen today. It won't happen tomorrow. But eventually, he's going to fucking end up going into the sun. Imagine that. It'd be the greatest conversion of Brooksy's career. (laughs) As Pasco pumped his little legs all the way to the fucking sun. Oh, amazing. Um, Only it wouldn't get called back. Yeah. Um, But you were talking about, like, the honour and everything like that, but also, and, and, you know, how the club's going. But George Burgess. He uh, he requested a, a release from the final year of his contract, which probably means it's like it's going to be the end of his NRL career because it's unlikely he's going to probably get picked up anywhere else, right? But he also said that um, he couldn't face another preseason at the Dragons, knowing the coach didn't support him. The quote was disappointing if it's the end of my career, but I just didn't get along with Hook, and he made it pretty clear to me he pretty much wrote me off, so I wasn't keen to go back and train under him. To be honest, at the end of the day, all you want is a coach to believe in you. And uh, there's no point going back there if the coach doesn't believe in me. He's, uh, he wanted to make it clear that he was not bagging the club, just being honest about his personal situation. Jesus. Fuck. And uh, and then he went on to say, 
that he wasn't bagging the club. He got on well with everyone and then name-checked pretty much everybody in the entire fucking organisation except for Hook. Um, so it was the coach's preference in the end and I'm mad enough to accept that. I just wasn't willing to go back into that environment where I was fighting against the tide. Wow. It, so It's something that's come out again and again and again about Hook, that he's just so obviously for players that he likes personally. Yeah. Like, Thus the, the continued usage of, you know, Macca and... Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the one thing you can't argue about, I mean, he probably feels super vindicated. He's like, ah, fucking, I told you Benny Hunt was a good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking told you. Just, yeah, that might justify that Ergo, one. everything, ergo, every everybody I want to put in the side is yeah, a genius, <laughs> genius call. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <sighs> yeah. Exactly, fucking hell. Um, I'm just going to scroll down here. Oh, May Karma. So, um, yes. your mate Tyrone, um, Sure, fucking like wishbone with a, a suspected hip dislocation, and uh, that one there is a uh, fairly long term, right? Three to five months, they say. But that makes you feel like a right rat bag. Very, yeah. Well, I mean, it's very hard to boot a slut when your fucking legs just hanging off the like a flopping, like a hunk of meat, right? Like a like an action figure when you fucking yeah, so you're kicking, kicking it like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, oh, oh no, rap bag's coming. Just collapses and the plays dead. I've uh, got my friend in you. I'll fuck you dead. Do you reckon all the maze, do you reckon they've all got like in fucking Sharpie, do you reckon they've all got like Cleary written on their foot in like handwriting in Sharpie? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Um, now I think are there any other ones? I obviously want to save the you know save the Seabold thing to last. So, um, I think we might be the last. We got we got uh, Kamali has been named to be the inaugural uh, NRLW head coach for the Tigers. Which I mean, you know, there's there's so many jokes about that, but the fact is he was the coach of the Tasha Gale side yeah. right before he um before he got to coach those other fucking muppets. Perfectly and um, perfectly logical and. I think you'll perfectly logical. I think he'll do a good They're job. Probably the majority of the squad are, are, are women. He's no doubt coached already, mm. and uh, I wish him the best. And, and he'll probably be thankful to be uh, coaching a side of of human beings that would run out and have a fucking go for him. Of rugby yes. league players, of not just NRL registered players. <laughs> <laughs> Now and then, when we when we get to the Seabold thing, I actually put a thing in the thread and I said, "Listen, please add any questions you have as replies to this message, so I can be sure to cover everything for you all." And I got barely any questions, so I'd like to, and and in fact, barely any questions. They're mostly just statements and uh, and uh, ordinary ones at that. So. I can throw the floor open to you fellas to ask me the que- burning questions that you need to know so I can try and give the people what they want. What what the people want is for you to either be fucking pissed off about it or for you to try and justify why it's a fucking great thing for the club and you can't wait for the age of Siebes. Um, right. 
personally. I can give both of those. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, easily. Fucking, anyone that knows you. Been doing it for 13 years. Yeah. I'm fucking professional, um, that shit. Personally, I don't fucking care. I don't care <laughs> until they run out onto the field in round one next year and see how they actually play football and then contrast that with how they play in, say, round five. And then, and then maybe in round seven, we'll have an idea of, of how he's brought them together. Like, like right now, it's all speculation. He did very well as an assistant. He did very well as an assistant at South Sydney until he fucking wide-handed Madge. Then he did very well with a great team that was already well-coached. Then he went to the Broncos and did terribly with a terrible team. No, no. So we, 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 I, I, and I and I hate to be like painted in this situation to like fucking try and defend this fucking guy, but you got to remember like, the the rabbit that rabbit side was was dead and out of finals, and then he brought him back, and that's when he won coach of the year. Then he went to the Broncos, and took them to finals. Then the next year was Actually, the, yeah, shit, sorry, the second you, year you're in right. the shit it, was, year. it wasn't that the rabbits were great before he took them over. No, they he he was, he's. He's he's the one that made the left side best side thing for yeah, the rabbits. Yeah, that right. became a thing. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, that happened. That that happened under his no, no, watch. No, I, stand, I stand correct. And um, that's true. And 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 the other thing is with the Broncos. I mean, when he stopped coaching the Broncos, they were fifteenth. Because you got to remember, he remember he had all that thing with the the WhatsApp shit and the people saying that like he fucked someone or someone fucked his daughter or he's who someone fucked someone. Oh, and he and, went full American, didn't he? And and then he and yeah, and he went and he went nuts and then he sort of took like a leave of absence and he didn't coach a game for them after round thirteen. At which point Peter Gentle took the reins and lost seven games in a row to deliver them their spoon. So <laughs> so even that era has been, you know, mischaracterized, which I didn't even realise until I fucking just, you know, started looking into it when I had to actually care about Fuck, this fucking that's guy. That's right. That's right. He did. He legit was fucking like I've I've hired a detective agent, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, cybersecurity company to yes. find out the person, and they will trace this message back through yes. fucking WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And then it was like you know I'll be with my family oh. and went back to Sydney or whatever, and then didn't coach again after round thirteen. Good times. So, <laughs> and of which, yeah, so and, and of which you know like the yeah, and then Peter General finished the season off for him, and um you know, and the rest is history. And like, let me tell you. Doesn't matter who who was the coach at the time. The important fact is that the Broncos got the spoon because <laughs> because hashtag fuck the Broncos, um, <laughs> and it's something that they can never avoid. Um, look, I'm, and, and look, I'm not I'm not like I'm not pissed off at the situation per se. I am pissed off about just the fucking like Penn and Desi using their various contacts in the media to sort of wage a fucking battle through the media. And I just hate that shit, you know, get, yeah. you know, with like dragging, dragging the club through the shit. And then there's all these other little annoyances that I have through the whole press. Because, I mean, you know, you, you know, people know I'm not a fan of, you know, Scott Penn at all. But it's same. And, and like, look, I love, I love Desi and I, and I thank Desi for everything he's done. But at the same time, he played, he went all in with his fucking chips. Well, let's, let's go do the timeline. The first thing, the first thing that I'm annoyed about is like, I don't like the way that Scott Penn did the you know the KPI thing to get an extension on the contract because the only possible way the only possible outcome of putting KPIs on a coach for one season to see if they get an extension you know for the future the only possible outcome of that is the coach to not try anything and to be like super conservative 
not taking any risk because they're trying to just to you know meet this you know KPI thing. And so, like that, I think that was a bad move in the first place. And in the second, and then, but then Desi pushed all his chips in with the with the Pride jersey business and did what he did best, which is like you know the us versus them, and we're going to and, and you know it's it's the playing group or the football department versus the like HQ or like you know front yeah, office or whatever. Right. And so he's done. So he's gone and done that. And you know what? If they had a one. Even if they didn't finish sixth, as per his KPIs, even if, if they had a, if they had a, just made the finals, I reckon he's, that would have been fine, and he would have got his extension, and then none of this shit would have been played out. But the thing is, if you're going to make an enemy out of the front office, you need to get results, <laughs> to, yeah. like to justify. It. And if it, and if it absolutely fails, and you lose seven games in a, in a trot at the end of that then what you've done is you've pushed all your fucking chips in on a play, made an enemy of the people who pay your bills and not had, and not being able to justify it by saying, yeah, but it brought the boys together and we fucking yeah. won out through fuck, the rest of the season. Fuck, and- fuck you. Say what you like about me, but I've, I've given us a, a finish Ex- to be, you know, exactly. And the old, yeah. you know, the old, the old famous, uh, you know, Scott Penism that, you know, came out, you know, with the, you know, around two's uh, getting the ass in 2015, you know, the results driven business. Well, motherfucker, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to do shit like that, like inflammatory shit like that to people who you don't have the best relationship with in the first place, then you'd better fucking get the results. And, and he didn't. And then not but only that, and he's doubling down on that as well now. He's like saying, oh, but that, that thing, that, you know, that cost me the fucking, ca- you know, chance to get the KPIs. So now I want more, more money and, you know, you know I'll, I will sue you and and all that sort of shit. Like it just fucking boggles my mind that anyone could actually defend yeah. any of that. It, it was also fucking very unwise of him in a season where he had already lost his best player. Yes. So the minute, the minute you lose Turbo, Yep. I would have been fucking into them going, hey, I know I've got KPIs at the end of the season. We need to sit down and reassess those because our the fuck the, the reigning Dally M fucking medalist yep. is gone. Yep. So obviously those KPIs were built, you know, considering obviously he might have a few injuries, but they were obviously built with him in mind being in the team. He's gone now. What yep. do you expect of me? Or, yes. you know, what, how do we work through this as partners? Um, yeah, which which he obviously didn't do because he's still on the outer. Yeah, and, and, and then the, the additional stuff that he's trying to drag through now, like these emails and things like that. Now, the... The situation with with John Bonacero, like, you know, approving everything and then saying he didn't tell Desi about it. Like... <sighs> Anybody who knows anything about the fucking structure and how Desi works and the people that work for and with Desi, there is zero fucking chance that this guy <laughs> did anything without his say-so or tell him or anything like that. So, like, whatever this bullshit, this email, this, this is a guy who is a Desi guy standing up to take a bullet. Mm-hmm. To help his to help to help Desi out, so yeah, like I wouldn't, believe, you know, that's it's it's fucking bullshit, and then so and so and then, and so you got so you got a bunch of fans that are just fucking crying out of their fucking out of their vaginas about about this situation, and like you, I mean, you've got to look at it realistically and go, I mean, fucking dude, you know, love Desi all you like, but I mean, he fucking made his bed somewhat, and if he didn't make yep. his bed, he certainly messed it up a bit. 
and and he's continually to fucking Rick James on the bed, you know, saying "fuck your bed" and, like, and just kicking <laughs> it with fucking gro- with dirty shoes on, and yeah, so. So, so like you know, come on now. I mean, that doesn't yeah. matter how you feel about Scott Penn. I mean, like you got to fucking take a step, remove yourself from the situation somewhat, and you go, yeah, listen, this guy's fucked. But I mean, this guy, he's he's fucking made his bed. Um, yep. So that's the level. Like my aggravation is just really with the shit being played out in the media and everything like that. I just fucking hate it. And it's it's unnecessary. And it's also, you know, provoked somewhat by, you know, people like, you know, Zorba and fucking Bulldog Richie and stuff who've, you know, written fucking, you know, tens of thousands of words of just bullshit. Like, I mean, it's mostly bullshit too. And it, and it goes back to what we're saying about the Fox, you know, the generation of the content and, you know, and all of that sort of shit. This has been fucking great for, for all involved, you know, on that side of things. So then we moved to Seaball thing. Like, well, actually, it's the final thing on Desi is that people who love Desi now and are angry that he's gone and, you know, and oh, he's been done dirty or whatever like that are the same people that would be DMing me through the season or just outright message me or not messaging me, just fucking bleeding out into the ether about, oh, why won't Desi fucking give this young kid a run instead of Brad Parker, Morgan Harper? Like, you know, name your person. We've got this young guy who's fucking tearing up, blah, blah, blah. Why is he not getting a run? And then you've got, uh, yeah, oh, the, you know, the team doesn't look, you know, doesn't look fit. Blah, blah, blah. You know, what's, what's all the fucking, what, you know, how, how come we can't keep Josh Alloy on the field? And he always seems to get injured and fucking Paseca's always injured, blah, blah, blah. You complained about all that shit, and what you presented with now is a situation where redundant recruitment people are now gone. And when I say redundant recruitment people, I mean um, Crusher, Crusher Cleal, who is obviously is a Desi guy, has been all the way, brought some great players in in the past, in the like you know two thousand eight in that Was era. Was universally regarded However, as the best recruiter in rugby league back for, then. for a significant period of time, and then fell off the fucking face the earth. Yeah. The current play the current manly players that he has brought to brought to the club uh, in the in the most recent Hasler mm-hmm. tenure. Kieran Foran, the end. That's yeah, it. Yeah. One. That's it. He's gone. The pathway stuff is great. The Fultons have brought like I mean, there's some, you know, there's some potential there's some issues around the pride jersey, but they're the guys that have brought in it's not not Blacktown. It's the Fultons have single-handedly, yeah, they brought in your guys like, you know, Hamales and, uh, you know, Schuster and your Colas and, and these sorts of guys. So we're fine acquiring, acquiring you know, younger players. That's that's not an issue. Um, we had assistant coaches in the side in, uh, and, you know, loved the guy, Michael Monaghan, loved him as a player. You know, a, a yes man to Desi and offers nothing as a coach. He's yep. going to be gone. Chad Randall, Offers nothing except a fucking legendary father to the to to the club. Um, he's gone. He's gone to the dogs um, to join his mate uh, Seraldo. Um, so they're gone. So what we're going to do is, you know, then then the new coach comes in. He's going to bring in his own assistants. And honestly, if he brings in people that are slightly more lively and football educated than you know cadavers, that's a profit at that point. <laughs> the strength and conditioning's gone. There's these guys gone. Donnie's last day was today. I saw him post about it on Facebook. So, again, he was amazing back in the day, but I don't think he's got... You know, during COVID, he was like pretty much an anti-vaxxer from what his Facebook was telling oh, me. Oh, fuck. Um, so, look, 
I don't feel like he's at the forefront of modern strength and conditioning and and technology. Um, So again, you get a new coach in there, especially one that, you know, considers himself, you know, a more modern coach. Um, You're going to get a better strength and conditioning people in there. And at the end of the day, before fucking Seabold even picks up his clipboard, if you can keep Josh Alloyer, Paseca, and Tommy Turbo on the field for yeah. three games more, they're already in the finals. Like it's not, it's not a fuck it. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not a huge ask. Yeah. It's, it's not like a situation where he's walking into the Broncos and he's dealing with a spine of Jermaine Osako, fat Milford, Jake Turpin and his hooker and fucking, Oh, who was, who was, who was their fucking, um, who was their seven? I can't remember. And then, oh, and then, when it wasn't Milford, it was Katoni Staggs as the as the five eighth, and it oh, was um, fuck, was it and, and it was and it was like late era washed. What is fucking, that place um, for the Souths? Nicarima. Really? He was yeah. Oh, he was he, he out of the made, sword. Um, yeah, he he had he he had, would have had his time. Fucking, I, I I actually looked it up the other day just to see how bad they were. But um, let me fucking find it. I did have it somewhere. Just give me two seconds, um, but yeah, and then when you and when you and then when you didn't have fucking um, you know, Osaka at fullback, you had late Kira, late late career fucking Darius Boyd. Oh, Brody Croft, that was his halfback. That's right. So, no matter no matter what he does as a coach, having one Tom Tom Trevojevic and fucking Daly having Fuck the, the strains. The Australians having the Australian the Australian seven and fucking New South Wales and uh, and and uh, recent Dally M player of the year in one of those dominant seasons of all time in your spine instead of That's Darius it. Boyd and fucking Anthony Milford. I think I Brody I think Croft it, and Seebs telling everyone he was going to fucking trace something back through the WhatsApps. How the fuck did I forget that golden age? <laughs> It re- Jesus it, it, I think as a Penrith really, fan, you really had more was. positive things to be focusing on. <laughs> oh, I can't think of <laughs> yeah, any. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, there's this, with this weird talk about, you know, like Laurie Daly coming in is like this over, you know, this, like, I think if he, if he, if he comes in at all, I don't think he can um, due to his ties with um, TAB. He tried to get a role Who's with the Tigers a couple of Who's years that? ago. The same thing, and he was uh, Laurie Daly. Um, he was he was knocked back from a, uh, he was going to be halves coach or something. I think for the Tigers a couple of years ago, and um, because of his ties with the, the TAB, the the NRL knocked it on his head. We've got a betting sponsor at the moment, so I don't think that's going to happen. It's a PR thing. Anything. I mean, he's talking about you know uh, you know potentially like Flano as an assistant. Um, and then they're also talking about like getting like um like Frank Panisi from the Storm as a like a GM for the you know the football department. And mate, that's the first like, honestly, time if, uh, now that he's associated with or, or speculated to be associated with Manly. It's the yeah. first time you've ever pronounced his name like that. Every other Who's time, that? no Penisi. Oh, penisy, yeah. <laughs> and the thing, and and, and I've, I've I've been chatting to some of my mates uh, in 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 footy, and they're just like, I don't think he'd leave the, I don't think he'd leave the storm. But if he did, he's fucking enormous because he's the best in the game hmm. at, at his job. And I'm saying like, look, all I give a fuck, put Flano in as a fucking assistant, 
get fucking penisy in there in the, in the, oh, to lead the football Cheetah palooza. Our cap, inst- instantly, instantly our salary cap doubles. Yeah. The boys are stronger than any other side because they're oh. on some fucking secret Russian oh. fucking Diana oh. Why don't you fucking like get Lance Armstrong to do your fucking yet? strength and conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden you got they just they just turn into these fucking seven foot fucking beasts that they can pay twice as much. <laughs> and and look, in ten years time they all might get clawed back, but they would fucking three peat, four peat, who fucking knows? It'd be fucking it'd be like Jordan and the fucking bulls. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, look, honestly but, but jokes aside restructuring the strength the, the strength and conditioning injury rehabilitation departments of that club in association with getting actual quality assistant coaches that uh, you know bring in new innovative ideas that can challenge the head coach and it's not just a yes man situation to a guy that's running like a, a you know a, a, a completely dominant um, you know aristocracy you know for himself is a great thing. And then on top of that, it's like, you know, can this guy fucking coach? I mean, I don't, I, you know, I think, I think he probably can, but I really don't want to find out on my fucking dollar, but it looks like I am. So, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy for him to prove that he can coach. I think that uh, the immediate results are almost assured just because of how easy it is to make positive changes in the, in the club. Um, but yeah, we'll fucking find out. But I'm not killing myself if that's what anyone was hoping for. Sorry. I fucking love that any joy of fucking hope that you have for this and any success that may come in the first half of the year could just completely unravel by Special K sending out a group DM to all his mates that says, a mate of mine told me this, and he's high up at Manly, so it must be true. <laughs> but apparently, Anthony Seabold dot 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 dot. <laughs> the thing is, though, as well. I mean, I I think that 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 guy. I mean, like, yeah, he's he's not a, he's not a stupid guy, and so I, I think that the second half of that the, the 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 second half of that final year at the Broncos, I think there were a lot of lessons in that for him. <laughs> professionally and i don't think, think that he will, I, I don't I, I mean surely i don't I, I don't think a harvard educated man would fucking go down that same road twice and and furthermore i mean it's, it's he won't have to deal with i mean because he, because he's actually been an assistant before he gets on well with the the fultons and everything like that and because bob fulton himself is actually dead he's not going to have to deal with what he dealt with at the broncos with like your talluses and your Corey Parkers and your yes, fucking Steve and your Steve, Steve Reynolds, ran off today. everyone wanting, <laughs> yeah, everyone wanting Kevin because I mean they wanted Kevy to get the the job ahead of him, and when Kevy didn't get the job, they just that was just a constant media campaign for the entire time mm. he was there of like you know fucking fuck this guy out, and I mean to to Steve Renoff particularly, I'd like to I'd just like to say how's the fucking biggest collapse out of finals contention in the history of the game. How's that going for you now? You got your Kevy, you dumb cunt. Um, but Steve Renoff's quote today was saying something about like he's, you know, he, he's bamboozled, he bamboozled he the Broncos with psycho babble. He sucked him in with psycho babble, and uh, you know now he sucked, you know, now he now he sucked Manly as well. I mean, well he was he was coach at Manly before he was a coach at the Rabbits, and yeah, he's a good season. So that's one thing, Pearl. The second thing is Pearl is also the player, or not player. He's a former player. Now he's the pundit. 
<laughs> I mean, because I wouldn't say he's proper media. He's just like a. He's, a he's just like Benny Lyson, right? He's just a dialer quote. quote. Yeah. yeah, he's the dialer quote that thought that Josh and Adam Reynolds were brothers. Whoops. So when he says something is psycho babble, it could just be something as simple as the English language that um, that's tripped him up there, and um, he probably still wears fucking headgear to this day. If he doesn't, he should. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps yeah. the damage is done <laughs> well yeah, yeah I mean perhaps he just he goes through life stumbling fucking like Tua from the Miami Dolphins just fucking he just stumbles around the place fucking breakdance and throws up the fucking Cripsies and shit <laughs> just in his general life um, so yeah I hope I hope that's answered everything that, uh, that, that uh, you fellas would like to know because um, you guys have to be the proxies for the, the gronks out there. Um, Man, like I said, I, I really don't fucking care until we can get in and assess at round one what their preseason was like, then at round you know five, cool, how's it come together, then at round seven, is Tommy injured yet or will it be next game and their season tanks? Mm. Like, that's... that's Listen, place. I just... I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a season where... My team's not the biggest fucking laughing stock amongst this fucking this little collective group that we have here. I would. I don't think. Well, well, I think it still will be. Listen, but I think that you guys actually turn. I think you guys are going to turn the corner a little bit, in for two reasons. One, because the Dolphins. But but secondly, if this Brooks thing goes through, I think it could be the it could be the turning of the corner, because mm. you've got Appy and 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 you know Paps coming in. Yep. If you can dump Brooksy and you've dumped Musgrove, I mean, so so look, that, like that's not that's not a, you know huge, unless you know huge what will happen. Some someone will make a mistake and they'll be done for fucking salary cap mm-hmm. boarding. Yeah. <laughs> or Pascal's been another year out, but then they'll get him back in because he's that's such a great but job. But it'll be oh look, unfortunately we can't register Appy's contract. <laughs> yeah, and look, I and look, I, I and look, I think I think that Luke Brooks will be successful with the change club, but. It is. It is getting rid of his contract if they can actually get more dollars off the top of it than what you said earlier, Glennie. Um, and getting rid of like guys like you know like plotters like Musgrove. That to, to, seems to me like you know starting to get rid of some of the shit contracts off the books, getting some decent players in. Um, you know, I think it's. It, it might not be like it might be a turning circle of the fucking Queen Mary, but I think it's turning. Yeah. I, I say as someone who has, as I say as someone who's heard this from you for like fucking thirteen <laughs> finally, years on the train. Finally, fucking <laughs> but, shit is starting to sink in. But yeah, and and like and, and yeah, on and on the on the manly side, I think it's not, it's not much to, to to you know give them a couple of extra games to go into the finals. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be an interesting era because it's the most high risk era in the history of the in the history of this show for me. Um, because let me tell you. If if Siebes can fucking take them to a title, Broncos fans, you may as well just fucking cancel your internet bills because you can't. I swear to God, I will fucking go to town on you <laughs> like fucking a baseball bat on fucking Adriana Chechik. Fucking, I will. I I I. It will be the most glorious time in the history of this show for hashtag fuck the Broncos. However. 
you know, like I said, it's high risk. It could go the other way. Maybe he can't. Really maybe in the darkest timeline. Maybe maybe he can't coach. Like maybe maybe Brody Croft and fucking Isako and and Fat Milford and Jake Turpin. Maybe they were actually the fucking dominant spine of their generation, and we just never got to see it. Maybe. All I know is when I weigh up all the maybes, I know which maybes are more probably <laughs> and which ones aren't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Good try, Broncos fans. But you're going to fucking lube up for 2023 because this year's uh, 2022 is Dairy Queen. Fucking uh, 2023 for you fellas is going to be KY. So, What's, uh, what is 2023 going to be the year of? Uh, it'll come to I, us. It'll come to us naturally and organically. I don't think have to say no to Dairy Queen. No, I don't. No, no, no. I don't think so. And, and yeah, maybe the Dairy Queen thinks something is going, is going to persist forever. But, but uh, you know, we'll what you'll you'll find something on TikTok in fucking January, and it'll become the thing. Probably. And I I cancelled my TikTok. I'm glad you did. That's <coughs> very. Oh, no, I, I, no, no. Seriously, tic, TikTok. I, I feel I feel that the, the, the TikTok is like potentially one of the most damaging things to fucking people's attention spans that we've ever seen. I, like so, social media in general is AIDS, but yeah. like TikTok in particular, I think it's for bad. attention span is fucking terrible. I I consider myself fairly organized. Yep. You know, for for the most part, I make mistakes and just like everybody else does. But I would find myself sitting there just fucking doom scrolling it. Yeah. And could go forever, and you'd trick yourself into thinking it was a worth, worth uh, worthwhile use of your time. Yep. Like the algorithm had sort of worked it out that a, a good percentage of it was, next time you're at the gym, try this new exercise to fucking target this muscle. And you'd sit there and be like, oh, wow, I'll fucking write that down and I'll try that when I'm at the gym. Or, you know, when you're doing fucking lateral raises, try this variation for extra fucking da-da-da-da. Yeah. Oh, and that's you really do. fucking... You... Well, no, I would. Oh, no, you did. I'd kid myself thinking that I was educating myself on you know, new ways to keep my workouts, um, you know, new and, and fresh and enjoyable. Yeah. But it, it was, you know, there, there was 15 minutes of other dumb shit in there for that to come up. So, yeah, nah, it bit it. TikTok can get fucked. No more that's, CCP data for you. That's a, power, that's a, that's a powerful move, though. And, like, I, and, 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 I'm, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked, but, like, yeah, you know, I'm impressed that you actually. Well, I was an early adopter in our little in our yeah. little online circle. Yes, I was the whole holy fuck. This thing's called TikTok, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and now I fucking found God, and I'm off the <laughs> no, way. <Jesus. laughs> After I got fucking poor old Sharky Dave addicted. Yeah, yeah, poor cunt. Uh, let's face it, we haven't been good. Nothing. None of us have been any good to that guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, Glennie, you were there. <laughs> you were there this most recent time. Yeah, I was. Time. I, had, so, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, you, had, you know, you you were you were the, you know, part of the other than other than you and I playing. Who is it? Bingo! <laughs> After realizing that, that someone was about to be removed from the premises. <laughs> So we can do we can do some stories, but yeah, yeah. So so I get I get uh, you know, the, the manager that wasn't our guy, Jimmy. 
comes up and says, oh, so, oh no, you came up to me at the bar. Yeah. And said, someone's, someone's, someone's like, a, you know, AT, ATL. Yeah. Going to be like a, a, ATL. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Is that like RSA? And you go, well, no, it means like ask to leave. So oh, okay. So it must be Ned or Grover or something. Like we, like we straight or away suspect just went to, went one. To some piss spots. C. Bailey Esquire. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't realize he was so, it's so fuck away at that time. Like nah, he was over see, behind, you know he was what? behind me. He, he fucking, he handles his shit. I would have no doubt that he would be fucking tanked. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll get to him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, he was... He, yeah. Things I mean, that he, he precede un- unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. But, okay. um, but yeah, no, no, we did We did have our... Um, our mate was in a, in, in a pretty ordinary state in the in the bathroom, so uh, we got him out and into an Uber and um, made it home. Fine for more reports. Didn't didn't fucking lime wash the interior of the Uber no. or anything too, which is frankly a fucking miracle. Um, but no, I did get the call. I did get the call from um, from Jimmy to say that yeah about Bailey. And I said, and he said, listen, he's he's this he's like he's this fucking close. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pour waters into him. You happy with that? Yep. Okay. Good. So there was there was a there was a, a, a medical response team would have been impressed with our reaction time. <laughs> And oh, yeah. the speed at which the uh, regulatory measures were taken uh, and the yes. baskets of food and uh, jugs of water were delivered and lo and behold, Fuck yes. he was, re- he he was, was resurrected. He was, re- he he was resurrected. The it, was, it was a mighty... Re- <laughs> Mighty, mighty resurrection, and like, and I just, I wanted, and I want to take this time to, I, mean, I said it, said it to his face, but fucking massive thanks to Jimmy uh, for like for putting his fucking venue and his life and his professional career on the yeah. line, and um, <laughs> and he he was in there on his day off, um, you know, part working, part uh, you know, hanging, and um, and he took such great good great care of us, and you know, such great care of the the guys who exceeded their capacity for alcohol consumption and um and I don't know if we're going to be allowed to go back there but I hope we are because it was actually a great spot yeah, as well it was a great um, day you know it was it wasn't it wasn't too big it was big enough but it wasn't too it wasn't too big and you know by the end of it we sort of had taken over the you know the whole sort of thing you know front and back and and whatever and it's just a, a really good venue here's the thing what what I've found about venues like that is that if a pub starts to get precious about cunts being pissed inside it, mm. then it's not the sort of venue we want to hang out anyway. <laughs> like, fucking understand what you are. Yeah, we right? didn't we, we didn't have an issue with the pub per se. We had an issue with a, a brand new manager who was trying to uh, make his mark, sort of, you know what I mean? Like, and so look, a year down a year down the track, I mean, you know, that's not going to be that's not going to be an issue either. And that that's the thing, yeah, the, exactly. So. Really, un- unless unless the staff were actually genuinely, you know, made to feel uncomfortable, um, you know, well, it was probably their fault for bringing their kids to work. But um, there would be, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't have to be allowed to come back and Jimmy will fix it for us anyway because he fucking fixes shit. That's what he does. Yeah, and and the actual and and like literally the, the two the two incidents that we spoke about were probably the, the they were literally the only two on the on the day I think so uh, everyone else was uh, you know extremely well behaved and even the guys you know had a bit too much to drink they, they they weren't they weren't they weren't misbehaving no. at all I mean they were, no. they're, they're pretty they're pretty quiet just you know dealing with the 
the complexities of the of the situation they'd found themselves in. Contemplating through, yeah. evil. <laughs> and and I, will, exactly, I, so. I would like to say that given, like, fair, it was only a small, small number that started at fucking 10am and we were still going, we left at 11pm. Was it that yeah, late? Fuck yeah. Because I only left just before you to go yeah. get a feed. Well, but you say left, I, I say I disappeared off the face of the fucking earth. I fucking told you that I was. I told you I was yeah, going. But get then a feed. we're fucking uncontactable for a period of time. I wasn't uncontactable. I thought you died. I thought you died for the second time in two days. Do you not fucking put your phone down? You're eating a fucking hamburger. You're holding yeah, and, two hands. And also, you it was after. An it was after yours? nine p.m. It was after nine p.m. The problem was, it was after nine p.m. So my phone would, like went into like that sleep mode where it doesn't. It doesn't oh, yeah, like buzz cool. or anything, and so I just had it on. The, I just had it on the thing, just you know, just having a feed. And then I look and there's like six missed calls or something. Clancy, so I just text him. I go, "Fucking what? <laughs> Actually, I called you. Go, what's what's the problem? Someone fucking <laughs> give me some chocolate." <laughs> and he's like, "Just bring some stacks back." And I go, "All right, I'm about to get an Uber. I'll just, I'll just go to this fucking. I'll just go to this fucking Seven Eleven and get some snacks before I jump in." Um, but <laughs> he's turned into a stage five. Oh, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Oh. Like. <laughs> Tell you what, we would have we would have fucking got back in the fucking car and gone back and searched for him, but I was like, fucking, there's this uh, half an hour had transpired. I thought fucking Sam's so car, who, who would Sam's car would be fucking filthy again. I wouldn't be able to get in the cunt. Who, who would you say was the most valuable contributor to the to the meetup? Because the, there's as, as tension the, going on for the Twillies about MVC, and I think. Well, I don't oh, think anyone secured. I don't think anyone secured an MVC from not any deeds on the weekend. Not secured it. That's who, a season oh, thing, right? Grover, so, Grover with the with the shapes. That's 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 an effort. That was that was that was great. What he purchased boxes of shapes. You no, got the photo, cunt. like, yeah. I got a photo of two boxes of shapes. Oh fuck! You need to learn to but, read. But he had them with the custom, you know, with the the custom packets, you know, with the the twill. It's just the level of ignorance. The packets, is fucking bewildering. Oh, did I just not look enough? Yeah, you didn't look at the photo close enough. Clearly, days you just saw shapes enough. and just d- d- immediately sort of detached. I just no, you I saw, just saw ca- you saw carbohydrates and just fucking <laughs> switched off, and disassociated. I saw, no, <laughs> I saw it, there was fucking no crimpies, so obviously it's not worth <laughs> looking at any further. Like cunts are actually shaped like footballs. How the fuck does any rugby league fan not rate them as the greatest shape of all time? The shape it's fucking self is the greatest shape. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so. Um, I could probably let the cat out of the bag now um, as well. The reason I couldn't come down to the meetup um, is that uh, stepdad is going to be a real dad again in real life. You're putting it, and, you're putting uh, it out there now. Put it out there. Um, and there were some potential complications uh, early on that meant that I couldn't be interstate just in case. Yep. So uh, it was just shit timing, um, but for a very happy reason. So I'm sorry yep. I missed you all, uh, but there you go. That's why. So I hope you can all forgive me. I'll be, I'll be, being honest, your name didn't really come up except with one person. Did you tell him, Glennie? <laughs> Glennie had a conversation. <laughs> Are you going to tell us the conversation right now, no. Glennie? No, no, we're not going to do that. Do no, it, I'm not going to do it. Go. Stop it. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm not going to throw Bailey under a bus. Fucking hell, I'll tell you off here. 
it was. It, I just want to be make it very clear. It wasn't Bailey. Glennie's been very fucking bitchified right now. <laughs> Someone Glennie. has to be the diplomat. Come on. No. No. Let's go. And that's full time on episode fucking whatever the fuck Nate said at the start of the show. Hang on a minute. I just want to say the, the, the tipping comp. Let's do the tipping comp and, like, and distract from Glenn's absolute fucking cowardice right now that I'm absolutely ashamed to be fucking listening <laughs> to the flash. Um, now, the, uh, the tipping comp has been run and won. Fat Boy is the winner. Who I don't know where he came from. Did he change his name? Um, tied on 151 with Mitch Rich, who was a leader for most of the season, or for certainly the tail end. Um, and it's just been differential. He won by 17 on differential, 16 on differential. So um, then we got uh, we go back to one point to Barrett's Belmore. That's your top three. And then we go back to M. Jonesy, Craig C. Cross, Dan Glenn Wang, Alpha Ben RL, Andrew Kirby, 84, Voodoo Rock, and Dan Eel round out the top 10. And I just want a special shout out to the person who finished 12th with their name, Hopper felt my hass. <laughs> and uh, they didn't win, but they were only five points off the top. But I just, I just noticed that name potentially for the first time, so I thought I'd uh, give it a give them a shout-out. Uh, congratulations uh, to you, fat boy. And uh, please get in touch at business at thisweekinleague.com and uh, you have the spoils of, uh, of victory next year in terms of uh, uh, membership. So um, that's it. So what's going to happen for the rest of the season? Um, the next episode you're going to hear after this one is going to be our, uh, what has become annual. So like our third, what third annual RC agent special. Yes. And, uh, so in light of that, if you have any questions that you would like to ask an NRL accredited agent about the, the processes, how contra- how contracts work, Boys, forward, so big. um, you know, how do TPAs work specific cases come from Glenn? Was this tier last year? No, he's, for some reason he's he, he he's taken an intense dislike to someone he's never met, and <laughs> this um, never happens. It's, Wait, it's, it's, no, it always happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we'll put something in the Discord and we'll put something on the Facebook group as well. But if you have any questions for an NRL accredited agent that you would like to ask, if there are you know, specific contract issues that you've seen come up in the game, um, you know, over the last twelve months or something, and you'd like someone to give the actual rulings and you know the rules governing it and why things happen the way they did whatever any questions at all if you want to if you want to you know for example glennie is going to have a question he doesn't know he has a question now but he's going to have I've a question a bunch of questions. Like, look i was around in dj i was i was, I was playing d-grade touch C, and the fucking the halfback the halfback for oh, oh sorry that's right your mate that was playing d-grade my mistake yes the guy yeah, listens correct. to the show. He's, he's D, D-grade. wasn't he? Yeah. He should Sorry. be C-grade, and I mean, he should be D-grade. Yeah, but the reality is different. Yeah, that, that, yeah I was thinking that we're the, the better player, but yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, I was in C-grade, and I saw this halfback running around, and like, you know, what have I got to do to get him, you know, in the system so he can be the next halfback for the Broncos? Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> think about well, your questions now. I look forward now. to forward fucking refuting all your bullshit and... Uh, Telling actual stories. How the fuck are you doing? But how you're all forward. <laughs> yeah. Or from your brow. Your, for, your, for, your forehead goes to the top of your ass. Maybe crack, you Glenn. fucking said from... I don't have a neck, but maybe it's just all neck and not all forehead. I don't know. What are you? No, it starts in your brow. You're not a fucking brows. doctor. What are you, a You've doctor? Fucking... You're not a fucking doctor. Shut the fuck yes. up. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a doctor of fucking understanding. Oh, you're a fucking. This is next level fucking grifting. Now you're a doctor. So tell the story now. <laughs> fucking Tom, Tom Cruise would be proud of your fucking oh, level of bush, grifting. 
The bush doctor versus the fucking thing doctor. <laughs> <Versus> <laughs> Dr. Cruz versus the bush doctor. I, w- I watched Tropic Thunder with the kids again the other night. <laughs> fucking greatest role of his career. Greatest role of his career. It's amazing. It is funny. Um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, Thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. And that'll get you to the, uh, yeah, the Patreon with episodes that are going to keep uh, keep on coming um, over the off-season. Uh, the Discord, if you want to get in there to chat. Um, Ask the Agent next week, uh, next episode, uh, probably be this, this time next week, it'll come out. And then following that, it'll be the Twillies episode. So expect to see. I've started uh, loading up the uh, the ballot thing for the Twillies. So got a couple of those just to finalise, and the Twillies will be going up probably midweek uh, for voting. And so you're going to have like a, you know, uh, a week and a half two weeks to vote and then we'll uh, end the season with the uh, the uh, 13th I think it is annual Twilly Awards and uh, that'll that'll wrap it up for the main show for 2022 anything to add before we fucking pull the pin this evening gentlemen no I'm good no Um, looking forward to um, Year of Cleary 4.0 Literally, not one of them has Hit, happened yet. Stop. Everybody. Bailey's even oh, given up please. on that. Just, and he was the one that invented why? it. Don't okay. enable it. Just hit stop. Fucking three Pete then. The three Pete's on. The, crea- the, the creator of the hashtag abandoned it after the first year <laughs> when it wasn't indeed the year after all. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> and now we're all just fucking hashtag fucking Steve, Steve Jobs <laughs> left Apple and then came back and then got liver cancer. Exactly. And then refused chemotherapy. So there. And then drank a lot of juice. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. Fuck it. See you next time, fuckers. See ya. (laughs) Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.